Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of The Specifist, and we're going to be talking about keeping an open mind here. We're going to be talking about something that I find to be quite useful to do, and certain things. Um, this is what I find useful to do to help become more understanding of other viewpoints and understandings. This is something that, like, you have to work at. This is not instinctual um, in a lot of ways, especially when it comes to the more extreme forms. Because you you have, it's somewhat easy to do this if you have somebody who disagrees, but their disagreements are very minor compared to yours, right? Or their, their disagreements between you and them are very small. Um, but it's a def- different thing to do that if it's very, very extreme. And so I've really become aware of this idea that this is something that I've talked about before in other episodes, that each viewpoint has a kernel of truth or a semblance of truth within it. Um, it's just something that you almost need to realize and consider before you start to try and understand another person's viewpoint. Because if... This is not something that you agree on. This, if this is not something that you want to understand, you are going to be stuck in uh, all this divisive uh, mindset. You're going to be all in this anger because you're going to be like, how dare they believe this? And how dare this be something that's happening? This kind of thing. When in reality, the problem isn't that they are bad or whatever. It's that they have different viewpoints than you. Um, and so it's something that you have to learn to, how to do as a skill is to, and this is something I'm relearning. I've learned this before in the past, but I kind of forgot over the years because things change, you know how that goes. But the, um, The reason why this is important to do this is because I think there's a couple of reasons, right? One of them is because your particular viewpoint is going to be biased. Their particular viewpoint is going to be biased. And so you're going to, if you do this, you, you with multiple viewpoints and many different ideas, you'll be able to see what's happening and you'll be able to make better understandings and predictions and distinctions and this kind of thing. And you'll be able to understand others better and the world better and this kind of thing. Um, so the way that I do this is very differently than the way a lot of people do this. Um, so the first thing that you want to do is listen. And this is something that's so important. Because oftentimes what I've noticed when it comes to people, especially if you look at debates, this is what's happening. Um, you know, the debate, debates between the right and left have become so ridiculous and so insane that, like, you're, there's no way of getting to common ground because nobody really listens, or not even necessarily nobody, but very few people are listening to each other. And so this kind of listening is not sitting there listening for a second and then you have disagreements automatically. No, this listening, what you're doing is you're sitting there, you're listening, and you're attempting 
to it's more of an attempt it's less it's less of an attempt and more of an actual like you're actually able to understand what's happening in their mind and why uh by listening to what they're saying um and once they're done speaking then you can start to formulate the ideas in your own head um this is something that's going to take you time to do especially for more extreme things that you might be against or whatever it is. This is how the mind is. This is what the mind is doing. Oftentimes, this is how the mind ends up getting stuck in the dogmas that it gets stuck in. So, the... What I call... I call it like an immersive listening is literally listening to something. You know, it's, it's... Typically, what ha- what I've noticed people will do is they'll listen to somebody, but they will listen to it, and they will understand it, and they will judge it based on their their own particular worldview rather than going listening to it and actually understanding it and making sense of it based on the other person's worldview, um, which is what we're attempting to do here. This is this is how you start to understand more. This is how you start to get to a deeper level of what's happening here. Um, so you're attempting to do something that once you do it, you become more aware of the the intricacies of the ideas and things like this, right? So once you've done that, you formulate the ideas. Your own the your, your response is based on this. And the way that I do this is using a sort of pro and con system of, of sorts. You, you know how you, when you make a, uh, when you're making a decision, sometimes they tell you the, the right, like pros and cons of particular decisions. In this case, what you're doing is writing or thinking about the, the pluses, the things that seem accurate and true to you based on what's, what's being said here. And the, what you call the cons or the minuses, the things that are, you know, divisive, or they're inaccurate, or they're missing valuable bits of information, whatever it is, right? This is something that, once you are able to do more of this, you're able to actually understand more what's actually happening, and why this is, the, and why this is uh, something that's really done. And this, to me, is one of the reasons why the political divide is so extreme right now, is because very few people and the communities, these politics communities are willing to actually do this. Uh, and this is why you have problems understanding what's happening. Um, and you, and there's people who are on both sides of this who are just kind of like being tribal when it comes to their own group and their own side. And we can ex- explain and understand that as well. And look at the pros, perhaps, of that, and the cons, perhaps, of that as well. Like, but first, we have to look at why this is happening, why that's happening, this kind of thing, right? Um, and not just look at the negatives, but look at the positives. Because the typical thing that people will do is they will listen to a person, they will listen to a debate, and they will... Look at the negatives of this person's argument, this person's understanding, and I go, well, this is wrong for this reason, this reason, this reason. That's that's important to do if you want to become a critical thinker as well. You want to be able to 
distinguish and make sure that like the your own mind is not being stuck inside of these boxes but you also have to acknowledge and become aware of the pros of this particular viewpoint maybe not to say that it's completely accurate even but that it fulfills some kind of uh, agreement or some kind of idea and so like the idea see the problem that i've seen as well that's really interesting is that a lot of these positions are so like in the weeds or so like obscure or not necessarily even obscure but there's so much detail and so much complexity to it not even necessarily complexity because complexity is one thing but there's so much like it's this way this way this way this way but not that way and that's this way and this way like it's extreme like every point has to be precisely like it's not even that every point has to be precisely said but it's kind of like you have it's not just that every point is precisely said although that's part of it as well and every part of this is uh equally what you could call a framework which is what they look through but it's worse than that it's almost like from that place there is nothing else right it's it's hard it's it were impossible to see beyond this this is something you have to you have to almost avoid doing yeah, and so you have to start to learn how to, yeah, see the good points, see the good ideas. But if there's too much of that, you have to start to generalize a little bit. Because the, uh, problem that I see is that a lot of these ideas, they kind of go into, like, estuaries and... <laughs> They go into places that are that are like obscure and, and they don't necessarily end up being all that productive because they go into all these insane directions because people are stuck on like these narrow points like oh um like for instance to give an example like a, a good a point that somebody could make and we could argue about why, why that's a good point or not based on understandings but a good point somebody could make is well, like, this person's presidency is a problem because it's this inflation and this kind of thing, right? Or you could go to the extremes of another kind of argument where it's like, well, this is wrong and this is wrong and everything is wrong and this is wrong and this is why and everything has to be this particular kind of way and you have to have this particular kind of viewpoint or... Like, it's it's so in the weeds that, like, you're arguing about things that, like, we could say are moderately important, but they're so focused on that they don't see the forest for the trees. They're focusing on this, like, particular tree over other trees, this kind of thing, right? This doesn't mean that we're avoiding trees when we're doing this, when we're generalizing, but we're attempting to remove the narrow focus. Narrow focus is how we get stuck in a lot of these, like, weeds, and we, we get a stuck in a lot of these, like, problems of, like, oh, everything has to be in this particular way, with this particular person, uh, this kind of thing. <clears throat> and so, these, to me, are the, the ways in which you become more open-minded. You, you 
have to become intellectually humble. You have to actually be willing to admit. Because the truth of the matter is, is that we cannot know everything, right? You cannot know everything. I cannot know everything. It's, it's impossible to know everything, right? And so it would be irrational, illogical, dogmatic, and probably insane to have a position to, that's so firm and so complete that like you can never be wrong about it in your head at all. That's where we go in a lot of these debates. It gets so stuck in this. Um, because it's not even necessarily about understanding another person, but it's about getting this person in some way. Like, oh, I got you. You you said this, but you really, but you said this earlier, this kind of thing. Um, but it's not actually about understanding what's happening with this person or this group or whatever it is. Um, truly understanding, not just understanding from your viewpoint and going, oh, this makes sense and this makes sense, but this doesn't, this doesn't, this doesn't. Understanding from that particular understanding, because the, 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 the way that, that, that I've noticed that we do this as well, which is kind of interesting, but it's another subject as well, is what we do is we have we notice a viewpoint and we look at this viewpoint. And we might understand this viewpoint, but we understand it from our own viewpoint rather than the other person, the other group's viewpoint, right? And the reason why this is <coughs> something that I'm bringing up is because if you're not looking fully from that viewpoint, this doesn't mean that you, you you can't become critical of it later, but if you're not fully on board and understanding of this viewpoint, then you're going to be thinking that this person is cognitively dissonant or whatever it is because you're not fully engaged in the other person's viewpoint. Um, and so it's almost, almost like what you almost do is you become so immersive that your own uh, self-talk and your self-criticisms and the criticisms of this viewpoint, whatever it is, becomes... A lesson because you're so focused on what the viewpoint is that you're becoming the viewpoint as as well, right? You're now seeing the viewpoint fully as it is, not from your viewpoint, but from the the viewpoint itself that you're looking at. This is the goal. This is what you you, you should be focusing on if you're really interested in. Truly understanding what this this is going, why this person believes this, and what is really going on here, um, because this is where you start getting into the deep layers of the sort of divide. See, because if you do it the other way, where you look at the other person, you get the the group's viewpoint or a philosophy viewpoint, whatever it is, that's different from yours. But you look at that viewpoint from your particular viewpoint, what you're going to do is you're going to make the mistake of assuming certain things. Like, um, like you could, for instance, have the idea that, like, this group is racist for believing this based on their particular, based on your worldview, not theirs. When in their worldview, there's there something different going on here, right? There's something more that's happening here that's that's a lot less about racism and a lot, a lot more than destroying systems or whatever it is, right? Um, now that we don't go back to that world, your worldview later, if that's what you want to do, but you 
attempted to steal man the other person's viewpoint, the other person's, the other ideas from that place. Now you now you see fully what's what's being explained why why this is actually happening, not just what. Because oftentimes people focus on what, like, oh, you're wrong about this because of this reason, you're wrong about this because of this reason. Um, you're almost going beyond this in a way. You're, you're by studying what you could call epistemology, the epistemology of the viewpoint. Well, why do you believe this? Why? What? Why is this actually happening in this person's mind? Um, and to go to do that, you almost have to go very deeply into like the different natures of like because oftentimes we focus on what like oh i believe that like we should include gender neutral pronouns in bathrooms and stuff like this right um things like this right people think these kind of things and they get stuck on the what it's like oh yeah but that there's only two genders or this is this is going to cause this problem whatever it is right but they don't focus on the why, like, what is actually causing this? What is actually making these people believe these things, right? Um, of course, the people themselves aren't even aware of this in a lot of ways. This is part of the problem as well, um, which is really interesting, is that the whys themselves, the big whys, help you to understand your own beliefs as well. So, if you look to the certain groups that you're focusing on. Like, for instance, to give an example, like the left. Like the, what you call the postmodernist left, the reason why they're so stuck on all these things is because the, the objective truths do not exist according to a lot of these groups. And we can talk about why that is wrong or right based on our particular reviews later, but we're focusing on why this is now. And so we look into the deep nature of their philosophy and what, what is actually going on here. And then we focus on the epistemology, right? We can go as deeper or as shallow as, with this as we want to go. Um, but we're attempting to go beyond the surface level stuff. Like, oh, we should have more gender neutral bathrooms. Or, oh, objective truth doesn't exist. Or, oh, you know, these kinds of things, right? This is what most people focus on. It's because, oh, you're, you're so dumb for believing this. And this is really stupid. It's like, oh, yeah, I mean... We can say we can talk about all the problems with it. We can talk about all the uh, reasons why I think it's overblown and, and whatnot. But the reason why they're doing this is is because of the sort of like epistemological equivalent of complete flattening. They're they're attempting to do something that probably is never going to be done anyways. But they're attempting to basically flatten the curve of belief to such an extent to where everything becomes neutral, right? Like everything becomes, not neutral, but everything becomes, uh, in this particular example, like everything, because no culture is better than another culture, this kind of thing, right? And so everything becomes um, subjective in this way, even what you could call objective truths. And we can talk about the pros and cons of that system once we're done doing that, but that's where we get into the next stage, right? Once we completely do this, if we're able to do this, it's hard to do tomorrow. Don't get me wrong. This is something that you're going to t spend days doing if you dare try to do this. But once you do this,
once you understand what's actually behind this, not the what's, not the oh we believe this, we should we should we should teach this in schools, this kind of thing, but the why's. Why is this? Why do you believe that's the case? Oftentimes, though, we even with the why's, people get stuck in these same same what cycle. It's like, well, we believe this because these groups are racist and these groups are racist and, and this kind of thing. They get stuck in all these different levels of what. But eventually, if you look at the actual postmodernist philosophy, which a lot of this is based on, you understand what's actually being explained, what's actually happening here. Not that you might, not that you agree, but you understand exactly why this is happening. And because the reason why I'm, I go to that extreme step of doing that is because Otherwise, what ends up happening is you end up having this idea that these people have cognitive dissonance and they, these people are just dumb because they don't see reality. But what they're seeing is something completely different. And oftentimes, they're not even aware of what's actually happening here. This is the deep problem. Most people are not aware of their own epistemology when it comes to these kinds of things because they get so stuck on the details and the what's. Like, oh, this shouldn't be happening, this shouldn't be happening, and this shouldn't be happening, and this is why. That's that's part of it too. Like the wise aren't in the wise aren't insignificant. Like these people are bad and these people are bad. This kind of thing. But it's only part of the issue. It's only like one percent of it. Like if you go to the deeper nature, the reasoning behind it, you understand. Like oh, this is this is not dissonance according to them, according to this viewpoint, right? Um, there are some dissonance, though, but that's that has more to do with how the mind is shaped rather than them themselves. I think that's the deep problem. Is that I don't think you're ever going to be able to completely flatten these this curve of thought between subjective and objective and this kind of thing, which is what they attempt to do, and they try to flatten other curves and this kind of thing. Um, but like I said, from that place, once you've been able to do this and you can do this to a lesser or greater degree. It doesn't really matter, to be honest with you, at this level. But the attempt of immersing yourself in this is, is where you're getting into this. But once you do that, you, now you go into the pros and the cons part of this. What are some pros? Why does this sound like a good idea in a general way? Why did this work for this person? You may not agree, but why did this person... Why does this work for this person? And it's not because... They're dumb or they're stupid. We cannot go with arguments like this because that is how we got stuck in this problem of division in the first place. No, we have to explain it based on the epistemology of the group or philosophy or the uh, worldview that we're looking at. If we're not doing that, we're, we're stuck. We're going to get stuck in more division and we're going to get stuck in more lies and more uh, of this sort of culture of like oh i got you on this one you're like you're so dumb because you believe this and this kind of thing um and that's the deep problem is that we're not focused on the epistemology we're not focused on deep reasoning why um not that the what's are not unimportant they, they could be important and they are important to this process, but the more important part of this is the epistemology, the, the deep whys, the deep reasoning behind this. 
that goes beyond the circumstantial, what you could call the the details in the uh, the content. We're 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 attempting to look at the structure of the ideas themselves, the sort of whys behind the whys. If we look at the deep nature of, like, for instance, on the left nowadays, it, it's a postmodernist constructive. It's, it's a postmodernist inter- intersectional constructive like thing that's going on here, and so that creates its own set of whys of why this is happening. On the right, it's it's different. It's based on like you know, people like Hayek and this kind of thing, um, especially if you're more libertarian, this kind of thing, right? And so you're if you're Looking at it from that place, you are understanding more of the deep epistemology, epistemological nature of, of these beliefs and why they believe these things in a deep rational way. Um, of course, you know most people are probably never going to do this because it's easier to just look at a, a worldview and go, oh, this is so stupid, this is so dumb, why do they believe this, this dumb stuff, right? Because it's easier. It's it's so much easier to do that than to actually do the intellectually difficult thing of actually looking at a worldview, actually looking at what a person is saying and going, oh, why why is this true epistemologically? Why is this actually true? Like, what is the actual philosophy and reasoning behind this? Uh, not the details. Details are part of it as well, but not necessarily even the details. Like, oh... This this group is bad, and this is why, and this this needs to be stopped, and this is why. Um, that's part of it as well. That'll give you a semblance of why this is ha- really happening once you understand the p- epistemology. But we're, really, what you're looking at is the philosophies behind this. You know, a lot of people, you know, it's really interesting how most people are not focused on philosophy when when really a lot of your ideas come from philosophy. But you don't realize it. Um, <clears throat> and logic, and different forms of logic, that is. And if you are unaware of your own epistemological constructions, I guess you could call that call it. Um, if you're not, if you're unaware of that, you're you're going to be deluded. You're going to be stuck in in, in all this divisiveness because you're not seeing what's ha- actually happening in front of you. Based on your own philosophy, based on your own reasoning, this kind of thing. Um, so, anyways, we can go deeply into that in other episodes, honestly, because it's something that I want to do, perhaps, in the future. Because it really is something that I think we all need to learn how to do. It's it's very deeply something that um, I'm going to be focusing on in the future because it is important to do. So, anyways, hope you enjoyed this episode, and I will talk to you on the next one.